Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Today I'd like to look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, which talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It's amazing to me that when we walk with Christ, when our sins are confessed, and we allow God to be in control of our lives, the Holy Spirit uses the fruit of the Spirit to communicate God's love to those around us. And we become lights in darkness, and we do the will of God just by walking in the Spirit of God. And as we do that, the fruits of the Spirit shine through, and we make an impact in those around about us.
This is a radio edition of Global Times. Today we have in our studio Abu Saad, who's our missionary to the Middle East. And um, he's just been there for many, many years uh, sharing the gospel. He's uh, been able to disciple so many and uh, start so many churches all over the Middle East, including Syria and Iraq and uh, Lebanon and Jordan and Libya and Sudan and so many different countries. And we're so thankful to have him in our studio today. Uh, he's just recently been working with some refugees that are coming across the border from Iraq, and uh, they've fled because of ISIL, and uh, they're ministering to those, but also they're ministering to the local uh, Jordanians, and I think today he wants to tell us about that ministry. Well, uh, we praise God, what uh, God is uh, giving us today, uh, opportunity uh, to serve him in this uh, uh, way uh, to serve the refugees while we're uh, trying to present or uh, provide for them uh, part of their needs. Uh, we're talking food or some other stuff, blankets and things. Uh, but um, God is opening doors also to reach out uh, while we're uh, going to those homes, the refugees' homes, uh, God opening door also to reach out the neighbors, which is if we're uh, talking about uh, Jordan, we're reaching uh, some Jordanians, neighbors uh, of those refugees. If we're talking about Lebanon, we're the same and uh, other countries like Turkey and uh, those mainly three countries. So it's a, it's a, a challenge uh, for us, but at the same time, it's a open doors, a new open door to reach out more those who live in the same country. Wow. That's a great ministry. Tell us how how that. Uh, tell us about a person or a couple people that you've ministered to and and uh, maybe had a, a great effect on them. Yeah, one of the uh, area we started to go. It's a small village uh, away from the uh, from uh, the city, about an hour. Uh, there was uh, plenty of refugees there, and we didn't had chance to visit uh, that or to reach out that visit a uh, long time ago. Uh, so, but we had a chance to come because of the refugees, uh, excuse, let me say it this way. Uh, so uh, when we were uh, visiting a couple homes of those refugees, providing some materials, or uh, that's mean food and other things, and the Jordanians were telling us, is this uh, for the refugees only? I said, what do you mean? I said, well, he, and they said, uh, we, uh, we are in need too. I said, uh, well, uh, where do you live? Uh, so he said, "Here, come, come and see." So we uh, we visited them, and uh, we sit down and say, "You know, we're doing this. Uh, we're uh, from this church, and uh, we're doing this because uh, Christ uh, called us to do this. Because Christ teach us how, as He cared about us, to care about uh, other." So we start to share uh, the cause uh, why we're there. And uh, that opened doors uh, for that family to come. And while we were visiting uh, those uh, homes, the Syrian homes, uh, this family, is, uh, we start to visit them more. And they had a lot of questions. Even the lady, uh, she wear khimar, uh, this co cover up all the veil, black, Like the, the veil. veil over her face. Yeah. Yes, all over. And she had a lot of questions uh, asking about uh, Jesus and the Bible. Uh, and praise the Lord, we had the chance to uh, answer those questions from time to time. I mean, from week after week, uh, after about a couple months, uh, she received Christ wow. with her husband wow. uh, as uh, their personal savior. Today, we have the chance that we have another uh, home church uh, on that area from the local 
people, not just refugees. Praise well, the Lord for that. I would say praise the Lord. You're actually meeting these Muslim Muslim people and bringing them to Christ. What a great blessing that is. It's I'm amazing sorry. how uh, to see the the thirst. Uh, oh yeah. And and uh, some probably if we come uh, alone like this, probably we will not have chance uh, to do that. But uh, uh, sometimes it's hard to say thank God for the refugees even it's overwhelmed for on us even on globally uh, but uh, i want to say praise god for the refugees in lebanon syria and turkey today that we can reach out refugees and the locals uh, there for christ it opens the door for the local folks as well that's yes. great yes yeah well thanks for sharing that today abu and um the Lord bless you, and we're praying for you, and we're trusting God to open doors and uh, continue to give you opportunities to share your faith and see fruit for your labor. The Lord Amen. bless you. Please we'll keep us in your prayer, and we thank you for all your prayers in advance. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour and for your prayer and financial support over the years. This is New Year, and we're trusting the Lord that he'll be able to meet our needs and to help us, and we trust that many of you will remember us in, in your will so that we can continue this broadcast into the future. This month, we're offering a booklet entitled Spiritual Gifts. It's a tremendous booklet in that it uh, sort of talks about the different gifts. It actually uh, tells you where the gifts are found. It tells you, um, gives you a description of uh, what the gifts are. And I find it to be quite, a, quite an exciting uh, little booklet to for those of us who have been serving for many years to just refresh and to think about how God has used us and the different gifts that we may have to be used e even into the future. But it's a good handy booklet to um, understand spiritual gifts across the whole New Testament. And it's a great blessing and a great encouragement. To um, get your copy of Spiritual Gifts, write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R, 787 or in the United States at box 2010 Buffalo New York 14231 Jesus, blessed be
Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is entitled, Reasons for Christian Rejoicing. Printed copies are available upon request. Let me first extend best wishes for God's blessing on each listener during this new year. Today, let me share with you from Psalm 33 under the topic, Reasons for Christian Rejoicing. Gladness and joyful song and worship is particularly the domain of Christianity. Psalm 33 gives some reasons for this. In the previous psalm, Psalm 32, King David had experienced the deep forgiveness of God for his wickedness. His repentance had been deep and yet simple. He did not climb hundreds of steps on his knees or beat himself with whips. Forgiveness doesn't come that way. But rather, in Psalm 32 and 5, David said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Confession brought forgiveness. David admitted his sins and asked for forgiveness, and God forgave him. That forgiveness was real and deep, for the heavy burden of his guilt was graciously and completely lifted. We know this from the words that he wrote in Psalm 33, for they followed that experience. Let me read some of these verses. Psalm 33, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with psaltery, an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. What gracious words these are. David's heart just seemed to burst forth with song when he experienced forgiveness. He not only praised the Lord, but he wanted others to do so as well. Now, we know a lot more about the cost of forgiveness than David did. We know that God had to send his own son Jesus to earth. We know that Jesus had to suffer the awful death of the cross to pay for man's sin. How much more, then, we as Christians should rejoice in the Lord, since we now know that God's grace cost His Son, the Lord Jesus, all that suffering, and we are forgiven through His sacrifice. But there are more reasons for, for Christians to rejoice other than God's forgiveness, great as that is. David names some of them in this psalm, and they're valid for believers today. Let us take a moment to look at it then. We read in verse 1 that David implores believers to rejoice, to sing, to praise. And then he says, for, in verse 4. So here is the first reason, for the word of the Lord is right. David said, we can praise God, we can rejoice, we can... Uh, sing for joy because God has given us his word, the Bible. King David called the Old Testament books of his day, many which were still to be written, but the Pentateuch was written and perhaps one or two others, 
He called them the word of the Lord, God's word. Think of it. The God of heaven has spoken to our world, and the Bible is his holy word. King David had no hesitation calling the Bible the word of the Lord, and he urges people to rejoice, to sing, to praise God for the scriptures. The Bible itself claims to be the word of God. Hundreds and hundreds of times, uh, the book records words such as, and God said, or the word of the Lord came, or God said. This book then, the Bible, is not some collection of human writings only, but rather God's word, because the Holy Spirit of God moved men to record what he wanted. Second Peter 1.21 says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Bible is God's word, written by men, but inspired by God's Holy Spirit. The writer of the book of Hebrews says the same thing. Hebrews 1 and 1, it says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. The writer declares then that the word spoken by Israel's prophets was God's word. That's the written word. It tells of the coming of Jesus Christ, who was God's Son, and he's called the living word. So God has spoken to our world in the pages of Holy Scripture, the written word, and through his Son, the Lord Jesus, the living word. The apostle Peter believed and wrote, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 1 Peter 1. He not only declares the Bible to be God's word, but he says in 2 Peter 1, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Peter then says the Bible is not only God's word, but it is precious. He says it is of the greatest value. It is to be prized above all other books. It is precious, the word of God. Recently, I read an account of the Wycliffe Bible Translators, an organization dedicated to translating God's Word into every language group of the world. I don't know, something over 8,000 perhaps different languages. At any rate, this particular account was one recently of a group of people in Southwest Asia. Translators had worked for years and finally had printed copies of the Bible in this particular language. On the day the Bibles were to be given out, people had come for miles around. There was singing, there was clapping, there was rejoicing, there was weeping, as the people received God's word in their language for the first time ever. How grateful they were, and how moved they were, and how they prized this precious book, which tells of a God of love sending his own son to redeem lost mankind. The people of that tribe were doing what David said, rejoicing, praising, singing, because God has given his word. I venture to say that most of us today have a copy of that same Bible, but do we really prize it by reading it? Do we get excited about it like the tribal people did 
and like David did, perhaps this year we all could determine to treat the Bible more as God's Word and spend quality time reading, studying, memorizing, and sharing this precious Word. What a blessing that could be! For the psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. It is through God's word that we can withstand temptation, and that we can learn more of God's ways and more of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. God promises to bless us, to strengthen us, to teach us, as we open the pages of Holy Scripture. Then secondly, David says, for the word of the Lord is right. So we are not only to rejoice that God has given us his word, but also because that word is right. It is the truth. David indicates this in some important areas. First, he says, God's revelation about himself is right. For he says, the word of the Lord is right. So David is saying God's word is right first about God. He exists. There is a God. There is a Lord. And he is real. Scripture says the fool hath said in his heart there is no God. Psalm 53. It's foolish to think that everything we are and see and know in this world just happened. No, there is a God. In the beginning, God created. Genesis 1 and 1. The scriptures declare there is a God, and the scriptures are right. But what is God like? Verse 5 says, He. So God is, is, is a person. He is alive. He's not just some mysterious force that moves in the world. He loveth righteousness and judgment or justice, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. So God is here using David to reveal truth about himself. He loveth. God is a loving God. He is righteous. He is just. He is good. God's word is right about the revelations of God himself. Then God's word is right about creation. Verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. David declares by inspiration of God that the heavens were made. They didn't just happen by some chance cosmic explosion. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 says. Much scientific debate surrounds the question of the origin of the universe and life, with the evolutionary theory being prominent. But there are many, many distinguished scientists that wholeheartedly believe the Bible account. Dr. Howard Kelly, former professor of John Hopkins University, wrote an article some years ago now entitled, I am a scientist and a believer. He said, quote, I have within the past 20 years of my life come out of uncertainty and doubt into a faith which is an absolute dominating conviction of the truth. I now believe the Bible to be the inspired word of God." Unquote. Dr. William Ramsey, a young English archaeologist many years ago, went to Asia Minor to prove the history of the book of Acts to be false. His life work convinced him of the total reliability of Scripture 
and he became a believer in Jesus Christ and wrote many important books on archaeology. There are many scientists of our day who would declare with David, the word of the Lord is right. The Bible also identifies a major problem with mankind. Romans 5 and 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Although there is much beauty in God's word, there are also major problems, hatred, war, disease, crime. Something is amiss in a world that God created and pronounced good. That problem was not of God's making, it was of man's doing. Adam by disobedience sinned and passed on a sinful nature to all mankind, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. This is why there is hatred and fraud and murder. Man is a sinner, and as history proves, he's incapable of changing his own nature. As we look around the world with terrorism, suicide, bombings, and increasing immorality, it's not difficult to believe the word of the Lord is right concerning man's depravity. The Bible wonderfully reveals a loving God who provides a total and complete salvation for mankind. 1 Corinthians says, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And Acts 16, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Millions of people today can say, the word of the Lord is right concerning sin, my sin, and concerning the Savior. For I have found forgiveness and reconciliation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you come and by faith invite Christ to come and forgive you, and in spirit experience today that the word of the Lord is right, you will then be able to rejoice and to praise God. I trust you will. I trust that the message you just heard will be a real blessing to you throughout this next week as you contemplate some of the truths that have been presented to you. Here at Canada's National Bible Hour, we're concerned about people growing in their faith and being discipled through the messages and uh, the programs that we present, but also we're concerned about those who may be listening to our broadcast who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And of course, this is a new year and to be a new start if you would ask Jesus to come into your heart if you don't already have that relationship with him. And the scriptures are very clear about what needs to happen. First of all, God says that he, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life is eternal life, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the Lord Jesus is the one that did the work on the cross. He's a savior. He paid your penalty for your sins and he rose on the third day and your sins can be forgiven if you ask him to come into your life. Old things pass away, behold, all things become new. And as you grow closer to God, God uses you to bigger and greater extent. That's what the scripture promises. Remember to order your copy of Spiritual Gifts. I know it will be a great blessing to you. Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7. Or in the U.S. at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. Of course, you can hear past broadcasts 
on our website at www.missiongo, that's M-I-S-S-I-O-N-G-O dot org. Pray for us. We really would love for you to write in and get this book on spiritual gifts. May the Lord bless you throughout this next week.